0: Thank <music> you. And talk at the start of this. I forgot.
1: And how the times have changed. So, we're going through all the games. We're going to figure all this out as we go along. Uh, week four is in the book. Surprise, surprise. We got some right, we got some wrong. But let's start off with some breaking news <laughs> that happened earlier today, which uh. is uh, the Bears. <laughs> uh. The Bears are now going to be starting Mitch Trubisky. So let's oh, start off really? Uh, you texted me during the Thursday night football game, and you said, can we please get freaking Trubisky now after Glennon just couldn't stop? I mean, finally.
0: Yes, it's about time. And, um, oh, there's this example out there of it working. Uh, oh, his name is Deshaun Watson. Oh, gosh. Yeah, put him in. What What is the deal with... You know, again, we've talked about it a lot, Lefko, and, and you've seen it over the years. What is the deal with coaches just never – they're so conservative not wanting to trust the young guy? You know, oh, we don't want to play him because he's inexperienced. He might turn it over. Well, you know what Mike Glennon did the first four games? Turned it over. I just don't understand it. Yes, I mean, his lack of movement in the pocket – Uh, The throws themselves, the interceptions were bad. And, yeah, I think they dropped the ball by not putting Trubisky in there in the game right then. I don't care the scenario. Get him in. You weren't going to beat the Packers. You weren't going to come back. They were running
1: the ball the entire second half. Right,
0: so get him reps. So now he doesn't have to get his first live reps on Monday night next week and he could have gotten you know used to the NFL play a little he bit. He will be
1: the third first round pick quarterback to make his first career start on Monday night football. Right. Jim Harbaugh, Philip Rivers, and Aaron Rodgers wow, that's were the a other good three, there. so he will be joining them. Uh, he's going to be on Monday Night Football. What do you think, though? Having a Thursday night game to a Monday night, a lot of time to prepare, that's got to be good for him.
0: This is the this is the week to do it. And who do they got on Monday night? That's the other thing I wanted to check. Oh, the Bears. Uh, I mean, the Vikings. the Vikings. Yeah, so you said that already? Uh, but uh, th- this is the perfect scenario. I mean, to have 11 days between a game, I mean, he's basically going to get this weekend where I would think most of the players we're not in their facility, but he got to be in there, I'm sure, to get started, get a little base of the game plan, mm. and now he gets a full week of reps with the first team and they get to formulate a game plan around him to take care of him, too. All
1: Romo said was, man, this offense would be perfect for a quarterback that could roll out with these running backs and Dow Logans. Thank You've you. You've been saying it right. for about a month I was half. so
0: glad he said that. I'm so glad you brought that up because yes. I was going to forget that. Um But man, our man Tony Romo's I agree. I mean, you're you're a team that that's the way you're built. You're built on let's give the ball, let's play defense. We'll let him roll out.
1: Giraffe play.
0: Let's make one, you know, a big throw in the drop back passing game from here, you know, from time to time. I mean, that's what they're built to play like right now, especially without the big time receiver. Uh, It just didn't make sense to me. You think he'll have success right away? Uh, I mean, hey, it's going to be tough. With lack of weapons against that Vikings. Minnesota defense, right? That defense is for real. But, but the this good is the thing right is, decision. it is the right decision. And the big thing is, they can run the ball. They have a pretty good O line. And I, I really trust Dow Logan's. I Listen, Dow's my friend, and, and people may know that. But when I had reservations about Dow as a play caller, I was pretty honest and said it. And really, this year into last year, He's been phenomenal. He's one of the best OCs in the game. I'm very confident in saying that. And now Mitch Trubisky gets his chance to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Mitchell,
1: Like we did last week, we are going to go through and play all of our predictions. Sims got a little upset because he thought that I was only playing the ones in which I seem smart. I have cut (laughs) clips for all of them. So let's both see us sound like idiots and predict how the Bears-Packers Thursday night football game would go. I look at Chicago, I think their offensive line is great. I think this is a three-point game. Mm-hmm. I know that I have people in this office that think it's going to be a Green Bay blowout, but I'm going Chicago $10 plus. Why three. would
0: anybody think it's going to be a Green Bay blowout?
1: Because at any moment, Aaron Rodgers with that Chicago second. But I mean, we
0: just saw Chicago beat Pittsburgh, who has a more Chicago. talented team. I, I understand that. The Bears can win this football game outright. I mean, period.
1: So, you said they could win it out, period. Right. We thought it was going to be a super tight game. It yep. didn't go that way. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, the Bears were just a calamity of errors. And then, of course, uh, the Danny Trevathan hit right. that he
0: suspended for two games. Um, which was brutal. That was a crazy hit. Uh, yes, I thought the Bears could give them a really tough time. Oh, i got to turn it off again because it's still echoing. Um, but I thought the Bears could give them a really tough time. And, uh, again, You give Aaron Rodgers, okay, first drive, goes down and scores. Second drive, what is it, three plays? You guys are all a disaster. Let me just say, all of you. All of you millennials are a disaster. I am not one. I am better. Holy crap. I mean, canvasser, next time instead of coming to babysit me to ask me I'm here, see if the damn crap works to make the show work, okay? Um, But, yes. Again, regardless, when you're when you play like that at the quarterback position, with how much go,
1: of this falls on John Fox?
0: A, a lot. It's again, it's a conservative call. Just go with it. What is he, what are you waiting for? In fact, he's probably going to lose his job because he played it this way. He thought, oh, I'll try to win and give our team hope. No, the be, the good thing would have been give the city of Chicago hope. They would have saw a budding star in Trubisky, and they would have gone, oh wow, we got something here. Let's not mess things up. Yeah. Uh, but now he's going to be looked at as a guy that kind of is the down downfall of the team and yes Glennon would that start turning the ball over giving Rodgers the short field I mean he gave them no chance to win the game right off the bat and it was over what halfway through the second quarter
1: yeah uh, one thing that the Bears are doing well winning coin flips apparently they've now won 14 straight coin flips the odds of that Sims are one in 16,384 wow unfortunately they're not doing anything who's calling it well, that's what I want to the know coin flips uh, not me Because apparently, should be John Dorambo's the magician (laughs) coin flips. Uh, All right, let's go to uh, the game, the big game from this Sunday. I think caught a lot of people by surprise: Panthers
0: versus Patriots. Scrap the video crap. It's over. Okay, we're just going to talk about the games. We're not going to do that. Oh my gosh, we Uh, can't
1: even hear it. Panthers-Patriots, the one rule that we are now instituting here for Sims and Lefko is that I find when one team beats another team, a lot of people go, what's wrong with the better team? What's wrong with the Patriots? Our rule will be we will talk about the team that won first before we go to the Patriots. Uh, So let us first start and see what our predictions were for Panthers versus Patriots. Sure. I am going right. $400 on New England. I think Tom Brady feasts this weekend. Right. I think Cam Newton is in trouble. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in New England defense, right. but I have zero faith in the Carolina offense. Right. And I just want you to talk because I'm afraid you're going to bet on the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Good.
0: I'm actually really with you. I'm not as strong with you, actually. I'm 300, though, New England Patriots. Uh, so
1: this is one of our big bets of the week. It is.
0: I got the Patriots winning 30-17. to 17. The one thing I am confident with New England, go is they are still big. So they're not going to lose the physicality game. I think they're going to handle all the tricks and the college stuff that Carolina does with McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. They'll be all over that.
1: So they kind of weren't all over it. All the Panthers' trickeration didn't work. And my thing was, how did the Panthers get slashed by the Saints at home and then go to New England and have that kind of a performance. Can you explain to me how that's possible in this league?
0: Plain and simple, we're going to start with New England, okay? (laughs) Because that's the story of this. I just watched the film, and so I have to talk about that. It's really, hey, Carolina did some really good things. Um, The biggest thing that I can draw from it, plain and simple, I mean, I've never seen New England mess up so many coverages. every time they messed up the coverage, the play involves Stefan Gilmore, okay really. Gilmore was not starting in the second half, but Eric Rowe got hurt in the first play of the second half and they had to put him back in. Wow. And this is the big issue with the the Patriots and I've I've seen this from week one. They are having trouble when teams put them in bunches or little stack receiver sets like the chiefs game right? They can't figure out who's got who. And that's the big issue. And whether it was the touchdown to Funchess or the other wide-open play to Kelvin Benjamin down the left sideline, there's another one I'm missing. But they all had the same thing in common kind of a bunch package, guys going in different directions, and they couldn't figure out who's got who at the end of the day. Is that good game planning by the Panthers to see that? It's good game planning to go they've messed it up the three weeks prior, so let's see if they got it straightened out I yet. I just can't
1: believe the Patriots are making mistakes four, four weeks in a row.
0: It's it's pretty phenomenal, yes. Uh, and I honestly, this is the other thing I wrote. I even wrote in my notes. I mean, when the Patriots just played simple defenses, Carolina couldn't do anything. And when they played like just Tampa 2 or cover 3, there was nothing to be had there. But when they got in some of those formations, mm. and then they tested their ability to figure out who's got who coming out of those bunches. They screwed it up every time. Wow. And like I and said, Gilmore's Gilmore was a part one. of it every single time. I'm not going to say it, sit here and say it was his fault, Right, but it was... Him and another guy always going, wait, you got who? And a lot of talking between before the snap of yeah. still going, who's got who? And McCourty's trying to get involved. So I've never seen that from the Patriots. I would think they go back to, like, square one and become really basic. And I will give Carolina credit. Listen, yeah, they they were creative. They threw a lot of crap at New England. And Cam Newton threw the ball phenomenal. What always happens when teams go play New England, right? This would be my little two second take. Super Bowl, that right, and they know they go. Damn, we got to play Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. They're going to score points on us. We know no matter how good our defense is, so we need to push the envelope offensively, and that's what they did. And uh, really, that's at the end of the day, all I could say. Even on some of the plays where like Malcolm Butler was beat, he was beat. He was in great position. He covered well. I mean, the receivers for Carolina are power forwards in the NBA, so he's 5'10", right. and they, they just boxed him out corners. a few times. right?
1: Cam Newton is the first quarterback ever to run for 50 touchdowns in a career. There are only five players in the history of the NFL that have 50 rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns. Wow. Walter Payton, LaDainian Tomlinson, Marcus Allen, Paul Horning, and Cam Newton. Wow. That's some legendary, crazy stuff. For me, I was... I. Bill Belichick was talking all week. Cam Newton is incredible. He's incredible. And I was like, he hasn't looked good all season. No. He looked good.
0: It was the design run plays that gave them problems. Like, when mm. I talked about, like... you For know, Cam Newton. Yeah, for Cam Newton. Not, like, scrambling, but... The draw play up the middle, if you remember, yes. on like the second and eight or whatever else. I mean, there again, that gave them problems. You know, the other surprise, running play surprise, up the middle. Surprise, a big,
1: powerful team give the Patriots problems. Yes. Spin and, and, their Achilles heel for the last few years. And, and that's
0: that's where... Like it, the Texans. Yes, yeah, so that's where that came into play. Because they didn't really move them when they just went downhill traditional with Jonathan Stewart. it makes so
1: much sense now, but, dude. Like the Saints, they're the worst team to play the Patriots. Because the Patriots are like, we're going to do your game better than you. Yeah, no but doubt about it. it's the Texans it. right. and the Panthers, the ones that will the Jets that right. give them issues, the Bills
0: certainly. Um, Interesting. So I know it is, it's something to watch out for. I'm not really panicked about the Patriots. I know they're two and two, but I look at it, everything they've done as fixable mistakes. I'm not watching the film and go, oh they're so physically horrible they have no chance Oh, so it's not all physical. No, it's not. No, no. It isn't like bunch. in the physical run defense. They were fine in the physical run defense. Yeah, the Cam Newton plays caught them off guard. Gotcha. Uh but when it was just Jonathan Stewart down the middle trying like no, they were fine. They didn't get blown out of the water or anything like that.
1: Patriots have allowed the same number of 33-point games this season. As in the last four seasons combined. that's Yeah, that's unbelievable. The last time a non-Patriots team was in first place in the AFC East this late in the season. And we're only in week four. This is 2008? 2010, week six, the Jets. The Jets. That's how rare it is what we're seeing right now. Right. You obviously have faith.
0: I do have faith. They're, They're going to turn it around. Well, the offense is seen this story still before. phenomenal. I mean, if you're going to worry about one thing on the offense, like Marcus Cannon getting beat at right tackle, that seems to happen once or twice a week, which is a little scary. Brady's on pace to get sacked like 50-something times right, this season. Right, right. And, and, you know, again, that's going, he's getting hit a lot. He's getting pressured a lot. But they're throwing the ball like 40-something times a game, too, and having to do that. But he's been amazing. Why aren't they running the ball more? That's a good question. They probably need to find some balance. They need to find maybe some more tricks as far as using their running backs to slow down pass rushes. Mm -hmm. Maybe more draws. Maybe some just other creative runs to slow it down. But regardless, their offense is hitting on all cylinders. I mean, it's phenomenal. I didn't get done with the second half of that part of the game. Um, But again, like I said, I I think really at the end of the day, the defense is not going to be top 10 in football. But... But it's going to be better than what it is right now.
1: There are some players that can try and set the bar. There are others that are the bar. And each week, Sims and I break down the two players that we
0: think were the bar. Let's go week four, Sims. Who is your player to spotlight? Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, phenomenal performance. Uh, You want to talk about a guy that killed the Cowboys in their run game and the pass game alike? First of all, this is what I'll say about Todd Gurley. He probably doesn't even get enough credit for this. His straight, flat-out speed is what's amazing. He might not make Make people miss and break their ankles in space, but if you give him a seam, he can run through the seam before the defenders can get there into the hole. And I think a lot of times we overlook that because we go, "Oh, well, that was a big hole." But I would show you other clips of other running backs going. Well, they had some, same type of holes and they couldn't get where Todd Gurley mm. went. His straightaway speed, then the ability to use him in the pass game. I mean, he ran a seam route out of the backfield, Kareem Hunt style, week yes. one, like the Patriots did. I'm pretty sure they stole touchdown. that play from the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the same design, Man, Sean everything. McVay. Sean McVay, yes. Baller. But Gurley, we're seeing the guy we saw a little bit you know, at Georgia and in that first year. It's amazing what an offense and other weapons can do for a talented player.
1: So your running back needs big lanes and he's got speed my running back doesn't have speed and he doesn't need big lanes because my player that set the bar and was the bar LeGarrette mother freaking Blunt. This dude was unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has established a new type of running offense with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had a 68-yard run in the second half against the Chargers that was the ultimate backbreaker. He is breaking tackles in the backfield to avoid losses. He is out there. He is leading the team. LeGarrette Blunt yeah. did didn't just set the bar he was the bar this weekend against the LA Chargers.
0: Yeah, blunt, I mean amazing. And he's he's going to change your team around. We're going to um, get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but he was really good.
1: First off, Rams Cowboys was in my mind the other big game this weekend. Let's see how we bet for Rams Cowboys. In Dallas, a lot of pressure, and Todd Gurley made those comments on Thursday night. I know they have more time to prepare, Mm -hmm. where he sat there with Michael Irvin and he said, I'm going to take it to your boys, and you're giving them momentum. I know it's Dallas on a short week and the Rams on a long week. This is a statement game for Dallas, and I think they're going to pound them.
0: I'm going the Rams for $10 uh, just because I think it's close, but I don't feel good about that. I think Goff and Gurley are all going to have successful days and keep it very close. I got Dallas winning 27-24.
1: So you did have the Cowboys winning, but you were right about golf, you were right about Gurley, and we did talk about how Rams on a long week, Cowboys on a short week was going to be an issue. Right? Uh, Early on, it did look like the Cowboys were going to set the tone and pound them with the rock, but the Rams, Sean McVay, 3 and one the offense is good. Wade Phillips is dancing in the locker room, hitting them folks after the game.
0: Uh, how for real, for real, for real is this team? I'm not going to sit here and say they're for real, for real, for real. They're going to be in the playoff how conversation. Uh, just one for just real? Just one for real. Okay. Uh, the defense, the, the first thing that if you talk about the defense, Aaron Donald, uh, he, again, was phenomenal, disruptive. Tremaine Johnson did a really good job Great. on Des Bryant. He's um, a tough
1: matchup for Des.
0: He really is. And, and, and really, I think that's where... You know, before I get into the Rams and what they do, you're doing, you're doing. All right, I'm fine. I'm... All right, so the Rams. This is yes. the greatest, the great thing about the Rams. First, of all their offense. They make you defend everything. And what do you defend? It's amazing. The scheme is awesome. McVay throws the kitchen sink at you, and you got Tavon Austin going this way, and Sammy Watkins going this way, and Robert Woods going that right. way, and and, then you and saw Hibby, Todd Gurley, and the tight ends, and then you got Todd Gurley, and not only in the run game, but then you have to worry about him in the pass game, catching flat, flat routes. Jen. Eric Whatever Goff had a
1: quote. He goes, You know why I love this offense? Yeah. Somebody is always open.
0: Always. And again, it just shows you what coaching does in the NFL. But McVeigh, uh, he 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 tore up that defense for the most part. He really did, and it was a phenomenal job by them. No, Sean Lee, but still, I don't yes. know if he would have made a no, difference. No, he wouldn't have made a difference. And then, I mean, I think you look at the Rams' defense, I don't sit here and go, ooh, this is one of the best defenses in football, but they have some difference makers. I mean, Ogletree is still fast as hell in the middle, so he can run sideline to sideline. Yeah. He did a good job hawking Zeke. You know
1: about Donald. Tremaine Johnson's been right. franchised exactly. years right. You
0: should know who he is. Yes.
1: Mark Barron, you've loved the way they use him in the yes, middle of that defense. right. He's
0: perfect. And then the other guy that pops out as Quinn on the Who's defense end. one of the best pass yeah. rushers in the league. He, just, he does a great job. He hasn't had a ton of sacks, but his presence was known throughout the game. Now, can I go to the Cowboys now? Yes. Okay.
1: Really quick, though. Yeah. Gurley, third running back in league history with more than 575 yards from scrimmage and seven touchdowns in the first four games of a season. Jim Brown and Emmitt Smith are the other two. Kareem Hunt's going to do that tonight, though. So yeah. he's the other one that's getting off to a great start. Um, Cowboys. That, yeah, but say that stat again. I want to hear that one more time. Uh, more than 575 from scrimmage right. and seven touchdowns in the first four games. Wow, man. That's that's unbelievable. Cowboys have been outscored 34-7 to in third quarters of the season. Right. They're not really making adjustments in the second half. No,
0: they're not making adjustments. Prescott was definitely off a little in the second half. He missed some throws that he should hit, uh, and he usually does hit. Um, the other thing I would say, too, you know, the Cowboys, and I, I wrote a few notes about it, I mean – they have a weak link on their offensive line for the first time in a few years. Is the, it Jon- Lyle? the Jonathan Cooper at left guard. Oh, yeah. He's an issue. So that is hurting some of their run game. He's not good at necessarily cutting off the backside when they run away for him. And then when they run to him, he misses blocks. And Aaron Donald had his way with Jonathan Cooper. Tyrone Smith not playing up to the capability of what he is. Whoa. Well, he's been a guy that's, I think, had some back injuries here early yes. in the year. So he's been dealing with that. But, yeah, Robert Quinn went around him a few too many times for for my liking. Um, and then, you know, the offense in general, this is where I wanted to go before, before I, I know I was talking Cowboys first. But this is another key to me. Des Bryant is no longer in the conversation for one of the 10 best receivers of football. And I do think it's affecting their run game. I do because in the past they would just go. We're gonna split Des Bryant out over here, and if you decide you're gonna put the safety over the top, man, we're probably gonna run weak side, or we're gonna run. But if you don't, if we're you, going at him one on one. Right, and, and now right he's not now, a exactly right. Really, I mean, Tremaine Johnson. They left him on an island when it was man to man. It was those two together. Uh, Tremaine Johnson covered him really well. Did he? He caught some balls that were contested, yeah. but he had a hard time. His other big catch was a zone coverage, it had nothing to do with Tremaine Johnson, but. I really looked at that and went, man, that's a difference that we haven't seen the Cowboys have a deal with in a few years because usually he gets that type of attention. It's one less guy to worry about in the run game. The Rams said, nah, Tremaine's fine. We're going to wow. z- focus on Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott looked better, but he still doesn't look like the Elliott from last year. I'm going to stand by those comments. Think about the one run he busted. He busted a run off the left sideline one time, one of his bigger games of the day, and Mark Barron caught him. So, don't sit here and tell me he's as fast as last year because I know Mark Maron wouldn't have caught him ever at any point in history. Yeah. And so, it makes me think the offseason stuff and that he's a hair thick and overweight right now. Not like bad. He's like gifted muscular wise. So, if he gets like, you know, doesn't run enough, he can get so stocky and strong, it affects his top end speed. Are the
1: Rams one of the better t- best teams in the NFC?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. No, I'm not wow. going to go that not far. Not there yet. No, I'm not going to. go I was that thinking far.
1: about it. They've beaten the Colts, the Niners, and then Dallas, right. which I,
0: this was their statement game. It was their statement game. But yes, they've had a nice schedule. They've played well. They played well against the Redskins in week two. They weren't yes. out of that game certainly. And then this was a statement game. But the Cowboys are probably a hair overrated in everybody's mind. I
1: think so. Well, yeah. we've been saying from the beginning of the yes. year that we're
0: going to have a great year. Right. All
1: right. Let's get to a few games where there were some interesting injuries that we need to talk about. So I want to talk about the injury. We'll show how our predictions did, then talk about. The game okay. first one up, Derek Carr. It looks like it's just back spasms. Mm-hmm. That's what Jack Del Rio came out. Back spasms. How much of a concern is that for you? It's it's gonna because an- I don't know
0: what that means. Yeah, and I've had little back issues in my life. I mean, uh, it, it, it it depends how bad the spasms are as far as how long it's gonna take. But when your bot when your your job is about torquing your lower body against your upper body the back is important and that's going to bother him throwing the football. So if it's like really bad to where he's got a big bruise from that knee hitting the back yeah. there then he's going he's gonna to miss this week and then it's going to go in the next week to see where it is from there. I just think as a whole he'll be okay but it's just a matter of how bad it is and when he gets back. Okay, then in that mode let's see
1: how we predicted how Broncos Raiders would go. I said this during the week, I'm a little bit worried about Derek Carr as a road quarterback. Denver is favored by three, and I am putting $250 on the Broncos. Mm.
0: I am. I think, though, that this secondary matches up well. I'm going 100 on the Broncos, uh, but I do like (laughs) where your head's at. You know, again, what's also concerning to me is, man, I've never seen the Raiders offensive line get pushed away around like it did last week against the Redskins either, and this is the Broncos, so holy cow, you know they're coming at home with the crowd noise, being able to get off the ball a little quicker. I'm picking Denver to win the game 27 to 20.
1: So you thought it was be a little bit more high scoring. I did. But the Broncos did what we thought they would do. Yep. I believe that the Broncos might be the best team in the AFC right now. They're in the conversation. I think they're the most complete. How about this for a stat? Yeah. The Broncos defense thus far this season has had held Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy and Marshawn Lynch to a combined 50 carries for 95 yards and no touchdown. Man, that's That's impressive. not even two yards a carry. And we're talking about their run defense, and we were worried about the size, let alone their secondary just shutting people down. Yeah. Incredible.
0: Uh, two people got to get credit. John Elway recognizing that we have an issue there. He got guys like Domita then The kid number 96, Shelby Harris. He shows up a lot. Love I love Gatsas. I love Gatsas. You know that. I love Derek Wolf. Yep. Uh So they've added some size and power inside. The other thing I'll say, too, is Van jo- Vance Joseph, um, you know, he has – Wade Phillips that he can go off of uh, as far as that scheme. And he also has the, you know, uh, Zimmer scheme as well. And he does a good job of kind of blending them both. He has backgrounds in both of those coaching. Right. And he doesn't do as much crazy stuff as Wade Phillips at the line of scrimmage. They're a little more like, no, this is your gap. And they'll play 3-4 every now and then and two gaps. Yeah. But they don't try to go, oh, we're just going to create chaos and slant and stunt everywhere, which can get you gashed at times.
1: Is the offense good enough overall? Because, I, look, I, we like Trevor Simeon. Yeah. We've always been Trevor Simeon fans. 16 points... Is that going to be enough though to beat the Patriots when you need to? Like, I know the defense is going to play great, but is the offense good enough? Right I
0: don't now? worry about the offense. I, I do think the offense is good enough. I think the 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 one thing that I'm alarmed about, and it's happened in all games really, is they're kind of this is, seems to be their theme. Like, we can't close out a game. Right. Uh, they get the lead. They right. look like they're
1: dominating, and then they let the other team hang Man, around.
0: Man, it was sixteen to ten, and I will say they sixteen to ten. They did drive down, and they missed a chip shot field yes. goal to go up yeah, nineteen This was pissed. Right. So we can't forget about that Uh, but uh, you know the the Raiders defense that was a unit I think that was pretty pissed off from their performance against the Redskins and Khalil Mack was a man on a mission yesterday. Mm. I mean, he collapsed the pocket. I don't care who was over there. Stevenson, Menelik, Watson. Menelik, Watson must have been like, damn, I'm, that, all that practice I had against you with the Raiders didn't do me worth anything. Um, but I, I do—I still like the offense, and I think you're right, Levko. I mean, the Broncos are in the conversation for one of the best teams in the AFC. This is why we won in the playoffs last year. Yeah.
1: Because they have an elite unit that we think could have done damage yes. to the Patriots. Yes, yes. Uh the, the Raiders. Are they more the two and O team that you called unstoppable or the 0 and two team that looks very stoppable?
0: Uh I mm, Right now, I mean they're more the 0 and two team. The, the one thing I think I'm still amazed by, and we talked about it in the offseason, is, is the fact that they were the sixth ranked offensive football last year and they got rid of Musgrave, who's the But you said Downing was doing well. Downing was doing okay, yes. I really I liked what I saw in Week 2, but... That was the Jets. It was the Jets, and I I, I didn't love what I saw in Week 2 from the Raiders as a whole. Um, I said many a times that week, that game was a little misleading. It was still competitive until the Jets dropped the punt. Um, I, I think the big thing is, after seeing the Redskins game, and then after watching yesterday... I just didn't see much to it. They miss Crabtree. I don't know if it is quite as creative of what they did last year. Mm. You know, I saw some of the tricks in Week 1 and Week 2. Oh, yeah, Cordell Patterson in the yes. backfield, the screens. But I haven't seen anything new the last two weeks. It's been very chalk. And uh, that is a little concerning. i got to see more, but it, it is concerning. And then the fact that they can't dominate the line of scrimmage at all in the run game.
1: Well, what happened It was, it's just... They well, did it to the Jets, and we thought it was going to stick.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, a Jets, the game, again, once it got out of hand, right? Uh, you know, they pushed around the Titans there at the end of the game when they needed to. But the Titans are not exactly the best run-stopping defense in the world either. So we're learning, yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I, I, this is a team that's, yeah, I definitely have my eye on going forward. They really miss Crabtree. And Amari Cooper is a huge disappointment right now. Amari Cooper, the one thing that jumps out to me when I watch him on film is um, He's not as fast straight away as he used to be, and that's a huge thing for. He did look jacked this offseason. If you're if you're not scaring people with the go route. It's a lot harder to get open with all the other routes. And then when you're not catching the football, you're in trouble.
1: Let's go now to uh, two more teams in the AFC. One that people thought was the favorite, and I believe it's switched. Titans Texans. We're going to talk injury first. It is a hamstring injury for Mariota. Malarkey is saying that it's going to be day-to-day, and that it's going to be a game-time decision on Sunday between him and Matt Castle, Mm. where if Matt Castle plays, I am a thousand percent betting on the other team. Uh, How much of an issue is this for Mariota with a hamstring in his playing, playing the style? Dolphins.
0: You sure about that? Uh, I
1: don't know who I'm betting on that. I'm not going to be betting <laughs> yeah. on that game. Uh, but how, how much of an issue is that for the style that Mariota plays? Yeah. And then could they talk to Kaepernick? No way. They're in the south. That's Nashville. Sorry. Okay. Moving Cancel on. Cancel that off. Mariota, how big of an issue is
0: that? Um, It is a big issue. Uh, your hamstring, and this is a guy that this is an offense that depends on him running. I mean, they scored their first touchdown with him breaking off a big run. I think they scored their touchdowns. second touchdown yeah. with him running around the right edge. That's where he hurt his hamstring. That's what's weird. When I watched the film, because it was the first film I watched this morning, as I watched him, he they they say he hurt his hamstring on that second touchdown. He came back in the next series and threw an interception to Andre Hall, and then. The next series, they kneeled it down and went into halftime. And I, I, you know, I guess it must have been tight, but I think all the things that scare you about the Titans to start the year are still what are scary. I mean, if their run game can't dominate you, the pass game is just not good enough. Mariota is a really good quarterback. He's a good thrower, but he's not a great thrower. And he can't push the ball down the field into tight windows. He can't throw the ball like Deshaun Watson. Uh, and they don't have the offense that lends it to it. So it's, that's a little scary. And then the one thing I, I did say, too, with their defense, I, I didn't understand Bryce McCain matched up on DeAndre Hopkins. Like, What, what did you draft to Dory Jackson and sign Logan Ryan in free agency if you're going to put Bryce McCain on DeAndre Hopkins? I don't, I don't even understand the thinking of that in mm. man-to-man situations. And the other thing I think you have to look at them is they're a little small in the middle of their defense, too. Woodyard and... Woodyard, the other kid that's uh, real small that was awesome. All Avery through. Williamson? Avery Williamson, but the other kid, they have another kid, 55. I'm going to blank on his name if anybody can look out look out there. He was like a Jatavis Brown type of linebacker. Him, Jarrell Casey's not a big defensive tackle. So they got the running game going, and then our man Watson went off. Jayon Brown, that's it. Jayon Brown. Yeah.
1: Uh, before we start talking about Watson, yeah. let's see what our predictions were for Watson before oh, the game. Oh, geez. I am betting on Houston. I am betting $10 on Houston, Deshaun Watson at home. This is solely because they're a home team, and Houston is a really good home team. And I just think Deshaun Watson's going to do some crazy shit. I'm yeah. buying all
0: in on Deshaun Watson right now. Well, you're not all in. You're $10 in. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but, you know, but, I want to be right. No, no, I get you. I, I mean, it, it, to me, it's a scary game. I'm going $10 only on the Tennessee Titans. I can't put any money to this game. I mean, again, I'm no, not, I can't sit there and trust that Deshaun Watson could pull that off again couldn't
1: trust that he could pull it off again. I I don't know why I trusted that I did. I think I was trying to convince myself. I did not expect him to have five touchdowns, four throwing, one running.
0: No. uh, Holy moly. It was awesome. He's changed their team. They're a different team. They're in the conversation for one of the best teams in the AFC. They're only to be better going forward. He's... You've heard me say it four times already today. I mean, he's throwing the ball better than he ever has in his life.
1: You were worried coming out of college that he didn't, A, have the arm strength, or B, the ability to throw multiple routes. And I watched him have the arm strength on multiple
0: routes. Yeah, he's letting it go. And when he's letting it go, too, I mean, it's a perfect spiral. He never loses uh, control of the ball at all. Um I can't say enough about him and what he's doing. And then really being smart. Like, I sat there and graded the film, like, legit with him. And I just said man, good decision, good decision, phenomenal throw, good decision, and his really only bad decision of the day was the interception at the end of the first half. He was feeling himself a little bit and didn't step into the throw all the way, but man, he's amazing right now.
1: Who's getting more help from their offensive coaches? Jared Goff with McVay or Watson with Bill O'Brien? Who's getting more help and who's doing it really on their own?
0: No, Jared Goff's getting more help. That's not even close. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Watson is getting help, but he's also giving a lot of help to everybody else the offense is taken off what you always have to take into account with like a really good running quarterback like Watson is the defense has become simple because they're scared of your ability to run you're scared of your ability to leave the pocket and they don't want to do things exotic at times like oh man he didn't give the ball to the running back on the power run game he kept it out the back door and we have nobody there so you really get prime looks for the pass game but man when people are open he has been amazing, and then now having Will Fuller back in the lineup, they can get in two tight end sets now, and it changes it from that standpoint with Griffin and the kid Anderson at a cow. Both good pass catchers, right? And you can they can play power run football now too because he takes Watson takes another guy out of the box.
1: Dwayne Brown went from having so much leverage to.
0: Yeah, it's not the same now. I mean, I do they look at to, it. They need
1: to look into trading
0: him. I do look at it and go, man, if they had Dwayne Brown, because right. Chris Clark is just kind of hanging on over there. He's doing solid, <sighs> but he's nothing special. If they had Dwayne Brown, who's without a doubt one of the better left tackles in football, yeah. I do wonder what the run game will look behind it. This is all with the Houston
1: Texans defense that was number one in the NFL last year. And on Sunday, they allowed 195 net yards and only 109 passing yards. Yes. Clowney said
0: after the game, We're here. They are here. The guys, we know Clowney and Watt. We gotta give respect to guys Covington, man, DJ Reader, DJ Reader, and really the unsung hero of the defense is Whitney Merciless.
1: Always, nobody I mean, talks about.
0: He's him. almost as good as JJ and Clowney. Uh, really, if he, was, if he was on another defense, he'd be the star. Like the Patriots would do anything to have a guy like that on the team. Yes, he'd be a star on any other defense, but he gets well, they overshadowed, had a guy,
1: like, cheered, and they got rid of him. Too. Man, they got Jamie rid of Collins, Chris
0: Long, Logan man There's a lot of people
1: uh all right now let's move on to lions vikings this one unfortunately is not a back spasm or a hamstring this is a hashtag yeah. acl epidemic yeah dalvin cook uh one talk about how he was playing what his future looked like and then also how does this impact the, the vikings before we get to this game
0: Uh i mean dalvin cook is the game changer for them i mean him or diggs are the Two best players on their offense. I would say Cook is even better than Diggs in a lot of ways. He, he's made Diggs better because people are like, oh man, we got to stop Dalvin Cook a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be huge. Um, it's a shame. Same type of cut as Julian Edelman had in the preseason when he toured. Nobody there makes an aggressive t- you know, cut off that left ankle. Hey, Sims. Yeah. You know what surface he yeah, was playing on? Yeah, I know. On? I know. I've been ranting about it all day. I've gone on the radio. Turf.
1: Yeah. Dalvin Cook on turf. Field turf. That's one of our amendments. Yes. Don't play on freaking turf.
0: It's so ridiculous. Um, I think the big takeaway is, I, I, hey, listen, the Vikings got a little unlucky. The fact that they come out in the second half, they're kind of moving the ball, they Bef- fumble. Before you break
1: down the game, yeah. let's see how we thought the game was going to go. Lions-Vikings.
0: I think Minnesota's going to win 24-20. to uh, I think Minnesota's really good. Like The offensive issues are not there anymore. So, uh, you're seeing a different Pat Shermer right they, now. Pat Shermer, and
1: they have an offensive line, plain and simple. I just think uh, Minnesota's going to be a really good team. Yeah. I
0: love Detroit,
1: mm-hmm. and I would love to see Matt Stafford prove us wrong. Well,
0: he's going to make it close. I mean, yeah. Matt Stafford is the second biggest one-man show in football. I mean, if you had to go one guy to carry a team, it's Aaron Rodgers. Number two, I know people think it's going to be Tom Brady. It's not. It's Matthew Stafford.
1: He didn't just keep it close. They won the game 14 7. Minnesota scores seven points. Is it just Dalvin Cook, or what happened to the offense that we thought had figured it out?
0: No, I think two things. I mean, again, they're driving the ball. Jarek McKinnon fumbles to start the second half. That was huge. Uh, then the next series, they get the ball back, and Dalvin Cook's leg goes out, and he just drops the ball. So that was a little unfortunate from that standpoint. Mm. It was a little unlucky. Um, the other thing is, and I'll be interested, and I'll give you a better, everybody out there, a better look of what happened when I get the a deep dive on the film. I was watching the game on TV closely. I can't remember who was announcing the game, but they did a good job of showing what was going on downfield. Case Keenum didn't do well. He missed some throws to some wide open receivers. He missed some open receivers downfield regardless. Uh, taking like a five five yard under, underneath route when he had like the corner route, the flag route behind it for 20 yards or the touchdown. Mm. There was a few of those that they went back and showed he during the game. He didn't do that two weeks ago? No, really. Two weeks ago? No. Two weeks ago, he was phenomenal in the game against the Bucs. Uh, and really, even in the game against Pittsburgh, when the people are open, he hit it. Interesting. Uh, but this was not one of his best performances. And I think the most refreshing thing is, man, I mean, again, Matthew Stafford didn't have to do it all. Uh-huh. He actually has a team around him. They have a running game. Their defense causes turnovers. Like The Lions' defense thus far, Yeah,
1: 10 sacks Seven interceptions, four fumble recoveries, two pick sixes. The yep. defense has been great. You right. talked about the running game. The Lions have now played fifty six consecutive games without a one hundred yard rusher. Oh,
0: they were so close. Amir
1: Abdullah had ninety six on Sunday. Right. The Lions are one golden tate touchdown on the goal line away from four and out.
0: Yes. Could they be the best team in the NFC? I don't know if I'm willing to say that. I'm gonna still go with Atlanta when they're healthy. Okay. I mean, they lost yesterday, but there was no Julio, no Mohamed Sanu. That's scary to me. And Atlanta beat them up there. But the so Lions are legitimate. Lions are good. And Terrell Austin, if it doesn't happen this year... And he doesn't become at least... We have been in-
1: asking for Terrell Austin to be a head coach in this league for three years. And every year, he gets these random assortment of defensive
0: pieces, and somehow they're competing late into the season. Yeah. it's um, He's definitely one of the best coaches in the game as far as defensive coordinators. You
1: talked about the Falcons. They took on the Bills. Let's see what our prediction was for Buffalo-Atlanta. I really wanted to pick Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it. Buffalo hasn't played in a dome in two seasons. Mm. Atlanta is fast. This offense is clicking right now, and I think they're going to have sort of Buffalo's head on a swivel. I like Atlanta here, and I put hundred dollars on
0: it. I'm going Bills just for ten dollars. I think Atlanta's going to win the game, 31 to 27. All um, right. I, I, the number one thing that scares me is, I mean, it, Julio Jones. He's in trouble of playing. He's got a back problem. I mean, that's not good for a wide receiver.
1: That problem reared its ugly head, and they lost Mohamed Sanu, who's now going to be out for two to three weeks, according to Rappaport. Uh, How big of an issue is this? Hold uh, well, on, I'm going to the losing team first. Yeah. We're going to do the Falcons in a second. I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott has made a very big deal about not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. The Bills turned it over in their first possession of the season, a tipped intercep- interception, in 43 possessions since, zero turnovers. They won the turnover battle battle against Atlanta last year. Uh, yesterday, 3-0, and uh, on that last play when they stopped Atlanta on 4th and 1, they only had 10 players That's on the field. That's unbelievable. Which is incredible. Yeah. The Bills started out 4-2 and two last season. Is this sustainable, and is this a different Bills team?
0: Yes, it's a better Bills team, hands down. Um, they're doing a great job. They don't beat themselves. That's the big thing. They're gonna make you beat them. They beat Atlanta
1: yesterday with McCoy getting 76 rushing yards right. and
0: Tyrod Taylor throwing for
1: 182.
0: Yes, but this is the big thing that jumps out to me more than anything, and I think it's their defense, of course. I mean, that's no shocker there. But what it, what really has happened, and we talk about their ability to create turnovers. The big thing is, I look at it like this: Rex Ryan, too many defenses, too many coverages, too many calls, and when that happens, you lose fundamentals. You lose the ability to just play free cuz you're always thinking, oh wait, we got to make this adjustment. Oh, they moved right. to this formation. We got to check to this and You blow coverages like they did last year a ton. Um, You don't create any turnovers, which they didn't do a ton either. So McDermott simplifying
1: the defense has allowed the
0: players to hunt. To play, right. They don't have to worry about as much. The game is just, hey, make the form tackle. Everybody hustle the football. Do you think they can get everyone?
1: Because I didn't think they were going to be able to get the Falcons to play their style of football. But really, in every game they've played thus far, Broncos, Niners, Panthers, they've played their style of football. Yes. Do you think they're gonna be able to do that to everybody? I think they're gonna... Namely the Patriots?
0: Yeah, I, I think they're gonna make it tough on them, but I don't think, like, a team like the Patriots, I still think, is gonna really give them a hard time. Because I don't think they're talented up, up front to just go, we're gonna steamroll the Patriots offensive line. And then you play that much zone against Brady and company. I mean, we saw it yesterday. He tore the crap out of that Carolina defense, and it's a very similar scheme to McDermott. So, mm. uh, I, 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 so your issue with this game was more this was the
1: lack of weapons leaving because of the Julio injury. I think so. And we'll I'll, talk about and, that.
0: And also, yeah, I mean, because so much of what they do is predicated on Julio, it helps their run game almost like we talked about with, with Des, Des Bryant. Bryant right? right. It's the same type of thing. Was it just a different and offense when he came out? It was, and I think the thing I would look at it too more than I did, they, they, I mean, Aldrick Robinson dropped a big pass down the field at one time. I think it was Aldrick Robinson. I'm pretty sure it was was. Um uh or not Aldrick Robinson, who am I who am I thinking of? But either way, regardless of what I was gonna say, um I am interested to watch the film too because I just felt like for the second week in a row They were on some of the Atlanta schemes. And you know my thought. Like, Detroit had a few moments of being all over the scheme. And I want to see. This is what we talked about. Week four, week five. Where's the inventory? You know, and again, Matt Ryan's being asked to make more physical ability plays. And that's not his forte. No. You want scheme plays. If the guy's open, he's going to pick you apart. He'll make the right decision. And he's been spoiled with that with Kyle Shanahan the last few years, where it's just been like, here you go, Matt Ryan. Here's a 20 yard completion. Anybody in America can complete it. And I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying now he's having to hold the ball in the pocket or move. And that's led to sack fumbles or an interception from time to time because he forces a ball where he shouldn't, you know, maybe should not. All right, not. so
1: we'll have to wait and see how Julio's health does. Yeah. Uh, let's go kind of rapid fire through the rest of the game. First one. Eagles Chargers. Let's see how we predicted the birds would do. I know you're going to call me a hater, but I'm taking the Chargers. Minus two. $10, not a lot. It's a big emotional win after a 61-yard field goal, and then you go cross country.
0: To a team that's desperate. To a desperate 0-3 team. I just don't have a good feeling. I'm going the Eagles, 23-21. I'm only going $10. I don't trust it. I basically just went Carson Wentz is better than Phillip Rivers, and that's what I'm going with. What I saw last week from your offensive line, and you got LeGarrette Blunt, and they went downhill and ran at people. And the weakness of the Chargers is their run defense. And I think this could add another element to your offense that is needed and I think might have been glossed over if we were – Darren Sproles is still in the lineup, so let's stay in the shotgun and go sideways to sideways Mm. because he can do that, and that's great.
1: LeGarrette Blunt had the game of the season. Mm -hmm. How much of the running success – is because of the Chargers being 31st in the NFL in rush defense and the Giants being 28th, and how much is truly sustainable for
0: this Eagles team. All right. First of all, you're a hater,
1: okay? We talked about this before. Eagles, Jets fans, we have a hard time. Look, I already know that they're favored by like six against the You tried to kiss their the butt by
0: picking like LeGarrette Blunt for your player to set the bar. No. But they already gave up on you. Eagles fans, I'm your new guy right here. I'm the only one that believes in you. Shut up. I've picked you, what, three out of four weeks? Thank you, Eagles. Uh, but this is... Um, Shut up. What was your question?
1: <laughs> is it truly sustainable or was the running offense good because of the teams they played?
0: Okay, the Giants are ranked 28th in run defense because of what the Eagles did to them. So it's not like I'm going to sit here and still go, oh, the Giants' run defense is just absolutely pitiful. You have a really good offensive line. What I need to see this week was that you guys were going to be willing enough. Peterson was going to be willing enough to run the ball downhill again. And at first, I was like, damn, here we go. He's not going to do it. But as the game went on, he started to let big old Garrett Blunt get downhill. This is what you have to do. You've heard me say this already today, so I hate to repeat myself with you. That's what's annoying talking to you all day, okay, (laughs) is the fact that when they run the ball downhill, um, it chews up the clock. It helps your not-that-great secondary cover yes. corners. And it is going to make your offense better in general. It's going to make Carson Wentz better. It's going to make the tight ends more a viable option and play-action pass. And your receivers are nothing special either. And Carson Wentz is freaking amazing. Carson Wentz is one of the ten best quarterbacks in football. Say it louder. Carson Wentz is one of the ten best quarterbacks in football. How I mean, the Cleveland Browns, I just look at them. And go, man. You took Manziel over Derek Carr. You passed up on Carson Wentz. Oh, you passed on Deshaun Watson and Mahomes and Trubisky. But, but we got
1: Kaiser in the second round because value.
0: Oh, hey. that's the thing about
1: NFL that's yeah. so funny.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean to change the subject, no, 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 but, but, but it just is like, but a, isn't
1: it funny? But we got him, it's a better value. Uh, yeah, we better got Davis in the third. They
0: got lots of value Here's, there here's in the Cleveland. truth.
1: If he's not gonna be the guy I don't give a shit what round you took your quarterback in yes but we got him later on yeah look Derek Carr got found in the second round and that's the only one that I think has really been like, <laughs> but Tom Brady was in the sixth round. I know. Right, it's, it's an outlier. Everyone lives like that. I know. Russell it's, Wilson. Yeah.
0: yeah it's Prescott. once in a while that they come along. Right? Okay. And, you know, a lot of times quarterback can be hard to, to to evaluate in general because the college offense might have been crap or whatever it may be. But Wentz is so phenomenal. I mean, the the play of the day that really jumps out to me more than anything. The, the dump ball to Ertz over the top. That was amazing. Or what about about the Tory Smith ball he dropped he in the dropped, seam rack. It was going to be a touchdown, and you guys are going to put their foot on their throat. Sims, they're going to be deep Sims trouble. texted me,
1: and he goes, "Tory Smith is a blank.
0: Yes. He, he was a word we can't say. Yeah, I haven't but, liked his uh, grit and toughness this year.
1: I would agree. Uh, Rivers said after the game, it just wasn't a home game. So Dean Spanos moves the team, and it was a home game for the Eagles yesterday. I mean, the chants were insane. The players were legitimately like Wendell Smallwood was like, "I've never been around anything like that." Malcolm Jenkins said, "In nine years, I've never seen an atmosphere like that." The players have to deal with the fact that the owner created this disloyalty, yeah. and I feel really bad for the Chargers. Yeah. And I don't—I'm not going to criticize Chargers fans. No, because if I was—if if I was an Eagles fan and the Eagles move to New York, I'm not rooting for the Eagles anymore. Yeah, I get They move to L.A. Right. San Diego is two and a half hours from L.A. Right. If you're a player, how do you handle that? Whew. Like, what is Joey Bosa and those guys going through?
0: Yeah, they're, they're pissed. What's worse, the offense is really getting the worst of it because you're going, man, we're at home. I should be able to communicate easily and be no issues. I should literally be able to, like... Lefko, run the four route. Yeah. You know what I mean? And okay. that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and now he, he's having to act like he's on the road and he's going to the line of scrimmage yeah. and telling everybody on the They their might ear. be better
1: on the road. They might be. I and mean, guess who they're playing this week? Who? It's the 0 4. Los Angeles Chargers oh, against the Owen Four. <laughs> New York Giants. Oh, Loser. Gosh. Oh my God. It's Eli versus Phillip Rivers. Right both 0 and 4 yep. drafted in 04 right You're, that's funny scumbags uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding
0: uh, You're
1: brutal. I, mean, I don't know i mean the i don't want to, well, we'll break down that game later but it's a really tough situation for those chargers They're, i feel bad for them. i do
0: feel bad for and him. their owners It's not a their fault i mean it, he's the scumbag it was tough too for the owner i'm not even going to totally no it's not well that stadium the, was the, horrible the city
1: did not need two teams he went there cuz of money grab here's a question for yeah. you when all of your press tour is listen we're going to LA, because we know we can get more money. Do you not think that the fans of LA and San Diego are hearing you? The, you're not going there because I'm from LA and I want to give it back and I want to bring football. They went there because it was the second largest media market yes. and they openly talked about it. Again, they'll follow us. I'm not following
0: crap. Yeah, I know. There's nothing to follow right now either. I mean, you, oh, you know, Philip Rivers, great. I mean, an aging his quarterback, his temper the tantrum was oh. incredible. It was awesome.
1: He he got so angry. It was a fourth and seven. He has had a, one in every game where he's wanted to go for it on fourth down. And he's been yelling at the coaches, stay off the field. Right. He came off and he legit, legitimately stopped and shook like a two-year-old toddler that wanted ice cream after dinner. That his mouthpiece fell out and then took his helmet off and yelled in the helmet. So who do you think to, he was
0: yelling at? Well, Wizenhunt
1: was right there. I
0: think it's all Wizenhunt. I mean, we're so you just think speculating. even though he's yelling in the helmet, he didn't want to show Wizenhunt hung up on camera. So
1: he was just yelling. He's like, I, for the last yeah. time, one of my eight kids, clean your room! <laughs> right. I think it's everything. I think it's the children. I think it's the coach.
0: It's all of it. The car rides up to practice every day. Yeah, it's all weighing on him. No man. doubt about it. I mean, I've never, I've seen him angry, but yeah. that
1: was a different kind of angry.
0: Yeah, that was true frustration angry. Yes. yes.
1: Usually it's like, ah, and then yeah. afterwards you see him on He's like, right. I'm sorry man. Yeah, like, yeah. Blah, blah No, yeah. that one was legitimate. Steelers-Ravens. Let's see what our predictions were for this AFC North Battle Royale. Boy, did I want to pound Pittsburgh. I wanted to. You loved to pound them. I still kind of did. I put $100 (laughs) on Pittsburgh. Look, it's... It's Pittsburgh-Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a tough. a tough game. What are you going? I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm only going $10. It's yeah. in Baltimore. Gosh, Baltimore is a chippy bunch. They're going to be so pissed off with the way they played. I think that's what scares me. I hate me. that I
1: bet on Pittsburgh every week.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's, it's because you, you're depending on, and I understand it, because I almost want to do it. You just think their offense is going to hit here soon. It's going to get going.
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers have officially become Le'Veon Bell's team. Yes, we they did it at the end of last year, right. and now they're doing it early,
0: and uh, that's the way to go. Yes, it is. It's what they're best at, and it's the what it's best for Ben Roethlisberger and the team in general right now. That's where they are. It, it's going to lead to a better offense. Le'Veon looked like really close last yesterday, right? Like the guy we saw towards yeah. the end of last year. Like, and I've heard everybody on TV make the same comment, but I'm going to say it anyways because it's true. I mean, it's his fourth week, so it's like he's at the end of training camp now. He's right. in football shape, uh, and that makes a lot of sense. But now their offense is going to be better. It's going to help Antonio Brown. It's going to help Martavis Bryant. What do you defend when they start doing this? When their O line starts coming downhill? Big
1: Ben still looks rough.
0: Yeah, it's not great.
1: Uh, do you want? Are we going to talk about our play?
0: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: So there was a play yesterday. I'm sure you've seen the video of Antonio Brown freaking out on the sideline. There's a popular play the Steelers run in which they put two wide receivers on the right and they clear out. Right. Underneath is where Antonio Brown typically runs, right. and it's a wonderful safe option for Big Ben. He yeah. dumps it off, and then
0: there's they Antonio pick. Brown. It's like two shallow crosses, and he comes underneath. He goes underneath. Right.
1: Well, clearly Todd Haley saw this and said instead of going across, go back. Right. Fake
0: fake the cross and run to like the opposite Run back corner. corner. Right.
1: He ran it, and he was wide open. Right. But instead of Big Ben throwing it, he threw it underneath to the running back. Right. While watching the play, Todd Haley is freaking out. Yes. That was the play in which Antonio Brown came back to the sideline, threw a Gatorade container, and freaked out. He had every reason to be upset that he was open. Yes. But what you came to me and said was, this is a 3-in-1 football team in which you have great statistics this year right. and you're freaking out and everyone's defending Antonio Brown whereas if Odell Beckham would have done this the the
0: nation would have exploded That's that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted to point that out to everybody because I mean all Odell Beckham Jr has ever done is yell at the kicking net, okay? That's all he's done. He's never thrown a temper tantrum like that. So it just, that was my proof because I was watching the game when this happened. I was flipping to a lot of games. But when that happened, I just said, there's your proof that Odell Beckham Jr. is held to a different standard than everybody else, period. He's never done that type of tam- temper tantrum where he threw off his coach off his shoulder and said, you know, it looked like he said, get the, get the fuck off me. Okay. Sorry, kids. And then, um, You know, again, it's again. It just it gets a tipping point too because Odell. Yes, he went to Miami on his day off. He also never did Facebook Live uh, from the locker room either, which is like uh, another huge no. No, Brown did that too, right? So there just shows you for some reason he gets a free pass. But either way. He was wide open, and wasn't it funny when I showed you Haley's yes. reaction on this? I will line? say
1: this. This is what I would call reverse East Coast bias. When you play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you naturally are a tough blue blood. Right. But when you play in New York City, you're a true you're diva, diva wide diva receiver. Spoiled. You're right. Now, Terry Bradshaw did call Antonio Brown a diva right. after that, but I think the other thing that no one's talking about is Big Ben looks like crap. Yes. And uh, we, I don't know if that's going to change.
0: No, I don't know if it is either. I mean, really, Big Ben wasn't the guy we... You know, he wasn't what everybody thought at the last end of year. last year, right?
1: I want to give a shout out to uh, Canvaser, our producer. He's got a good theory. The reason that Mike Tomlin always goes for two point conversions, Canvaser believes it's because he has OCD. Where they're up nineteen to, to like three, and there's Tomlin going for two because Canvaser believes he likes twenty one. My brother, <laughs> when I'm in the car with him, he's listening to the radio. Right. I'll put the volume at nineteen. He'll reach over and put it at twenty. I'll put it at twenty one. He puts it back to twenty. There's no reason it doesn't have a sound round number different. or something. He just he needs it at twenty. So canvasser <laughs> believes that Tomlin just needs the scores to be even.
0: He is a high energy guy. My experience from him is just that he's he's aggressive from that standpoint. And the numbers don't bear out that he's totally wrong. He's just got to be careful in the situations yeah. he does it. He
1: almost put them in a situation yes. where the Ravens could have caught up. Right. Uh, Giants, Bucks. we're not going to roll the clip. We both got this right, saying that the Giants—we both thought the Giants were going to win, but they did cover, so yeah. we won our bets. We right. both won a lot of money on it. And we were saying that we didn't really trust Jameis. Yeah. Uh, Doug Martin is coming back. Mm-hmm. What could that mean for Jameis? And then what did you think of Jameis yesterday?
0: Uh, Jameis was pretty good. I, I can't remember really one throw where I go, ooh, Jameis was real shaky. Am I wrong on that? No, I didn't see I it. I don't any. remember any that were like that. I think the 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 two things, I think, first of all, gosh, I know I'm going to do it again. Jameis was really good, and he made some big throws. He wasn't perfect. I mean, he did miss a few throws, too. Uh they had some great play design early with the O.J. Howard being that wide open. That was kind
1: of the Kyle Shanahan special. That's
0: right. And everybody does it now. The I mean, slipping it, but tight end. The slipping tight end. Exactly right. Slips through the formation. The story of that game still is Ben McAdoo's mismanagement of the New York Giants for me. Okay, Do that's it. where I want to start. Get him. Get him. because um, Gabe... Gabe I, I don't know what he's thinking. First of all, if you're going to want to be, we're going to play defense, and we're going to do high-percentage short passes on offense and win the game that way and be conservative, but then it gets to fourth and two in the first quarter, and he goes for it, and they miss it. Get him. Kick the freaking field goal. Do you know what you lost by? Two. That Get three might have helped. And then you know what? You're down 7 nothing. You go for it there, and what happens? They run the play we just talked about. Now it's 13 nothing. They miss the extra point. Other Get thing. Em. Okay. Mike Evans challenging that catch. Did you see that? But I know you you were like me. We're watching a lot of games, so we yeah. can't see everything. They Mike Evans catches a ball and doesn't even turn around. It's like bang bang the ball's knocked out. Yes. And he challenged it because he wanted to get the Evans
1: challenged it? No. McAdoo
0: challenged it because he wanted it to be a catch fumble. He was hoping it would be a catch fumble. And it was
1: bang bang. It wasn't even close. It wasn't
0: if you have been living under a rock in the last four years, then maybe you would challenge that. But for anybody who's watched football would know there was nowhere near a football move. No. He does that, added on to the fact that they so that lose a timeout there. They lose a timeout there. That's the end of the No, that's early fourth quarter. And then you call another timeout before you go for the two-point conversion? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? First of all, just take the five-yard penalty and go for two from the seven. It'll probably be better for your offense and give you a little bit more room. Mm. That was completely stupid, and it lost them a chance to get the ball back one more time at the end of the game.
1: The Giants have lost on back-to-back game-winning field goals. Eli Manning is now the leader for the Giants in rushing touchdowns, with one. Eli passes Warren Moon for seventh in all-time career passing yards. Mm -hmm. And officially, the weirdest thing I've ever said. And the Giants are now zero and five since the boat trip. Gosh,
0: they have no excuse. There's no way they should be 0-4. I mean, they're way too talented. Now, I know their offensive line's not great. First of all, Wayne Gallman's the guy going forward. I saw enough from him yesterday to go, he's the running back you play. The defense is certainly disappointing. To me, the big thing is, I mean, yesterday, did anybody – they got a half a sack by JPP and Dominique Rogers-Cromartie. I mean, that's not the greatest offensive line in football. No. They never really pressured Jameis. And then they let them kind of run the ball on them, too, again, which I was just shocked that they found any way to run him on. You know, my thing is I, I always said during the offseason, you go back and check everybody, Jonathan Hankins was a, bet, a bigger priority for this defense than JPP. They're paying JPP like he's Khalil Mack or Von Miller, and he ain't that. And I think it's hurt their run defense and you know, JPP's really good, don't get me wrong, but he's not on the level in which they spent the dollars for. Whenever I see Linval Joseph or Jonathan Hankins, I always go, right.
1: what this defense what could have they been? thinking? Saints-Dolphins. Saints go out there and hang up a 20 to nothing burger. The Saints have zero turnovers in the first four games. We both picked the Saints. I put $100 on it. The main reason I said was that the Dolphins, uh, last time they went there, they came back without their coach. Good job by Saints you. Saints have zero turnovers in the first four games. They're the Third team ever since the forward pass was invented in 1933 to go four games without a giveaway. Wow! Um, has the Saints defense
0: turned the corner? I, I do think. I mean, every week has gotten a Saints little bit better. Liked? I we'll see. I and I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I had to do Notre Dame stuff on Saturday, and I did not see much of the game. I okay. saw the start of it. I saw the drive where Cutler drove down. He threw the interception. I took off on the airplane, so I didn't see anything more than that, to give you my honest opinion. All right, well, opinion. then we
1: won't go too deep into but,
0: it. But, I, I mean, the Dolphins, how can you not be concerned the about the Dolphins? The Dolphins have
1: been outscored 40-6 to right. in the last two games against the Jets and the Saints. Right. Averaging one point per first half this season—that's
0: unbelievable. What the
1: hell is wrong with Casey's offense? Yes, we'll find out on Wednesday.
0: We will. I'll give you the the legit answers. I mean,
1: the video of J- of Jay yeah. Cutler during a Wildcat standing down by the sideline with his hands on his hips. That's just he. He's so bad at optics; it's yes. crazy.
0: He needs to improve that. I know it's unreal. He's not. going to improve. Gonna improve it. It. No, he's not. You're right.
1: That's the thing about color. Like he's got to get better. <laughs> You're fucking twelve years in. <laughs> it's not
0: getting better. No, it's not. But the
1: Saints. It was a lot of. Just so you know, a lot of Alvin Kamara, a lot of good plays. You love Alvin Kamara. Well,
0: he's their guy. He's their best player in their
1: offense right Adrian now. Adrian Peterson. It's as though they went up sixteen and nothing, or or whatever it was. They went. Let's give Adrian Peterson a series. What are they going to? Let's make him feel a little bit better. The, all the reports Sunday were they're going to be moving to a two running back offense. Yes. <laughs> without Adrian Peterson. Yeah,
0: kamara's the guy, and they need to give Kamara more carries because he's their most explosive runner. If you saw the end of the Panthers Fantasy. game, uh, he's the guy, and then the court they're basing the pass game around him. So that tells you what Sean Payton thinks about him. Yes, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Adrian Peterson thing. He's not going to be Johnny's third running back. I'm sorry. That ain't going to happen. No. They're going to, I, if you made me bet this is not going to end well. Talk and he him. won't be on their team in Predict like five it. weeks. Predict it. I, I think he's going to start to complain. They're going to release him. He's going to want to go try to sign with another type of team. Have they been in a goal
1: line situation yet in which they can put him in? Like, I can't remember the time the Saints were on the goal line and just said, fourth, like, third and one on the goal line. This is what we needed Adrian Peterson for. I haven't even seen
0: that. The one, the, the first game, isn't that when he kind of yelled at Peyton? Wasn't that one of those? And that first first game against Minnesota, I think they were down there then. I you're think right. Ingram's
1: a better running back in those I quarters think him, than him and Peterson. Kamara definitely are. We already know. Yes. Uh, I do want to play this clip, though, from Colts Seahawks because it's going to be funny oh, to watch gosh. now. So let's see what our predictions were for the Sunday night game Indianapolis-Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks are favored by 13
0: at home. Man, I don't think I'd take Seattle if, if we were playing defense against them. I'm, I don't know if they can score 13 points with even you, me, and Gabe out there.
1: I originally had this as a three hundred dollar bet, right? And then I got worried that this was the Seattle like coming out party. Yeah. So I'm betting two hundred dollars <laughs> on the Colts plus thirteen.
0: I did the same exact thing. Really? Same exact thing. Two hundred dollars. I picked Seattle to win the game twenty-one to nineteen. So that's how close I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah. I have no faith in Seattle's offense. Colts are a team that's played better every week, and their stats are a little misleading just because of the shellacking they took in Week One.
1: I was walking around this office last night because I stayed here late. Right. And I'm going, it's 18 to 18 in the second half. They get a safety. They get a touchdown. I'm going,
0: fuck it's yeah. It's 18 to 18 with four, four minutes left in the third quarter. So we I, went, totally I went totally wrong here. I went and
1: I took my makeup right. off from the shoots right. th- yesterday. I got changed. Yep. I come back and they're down 32 to 18. I had just tweeted out my pick, being like, man, Colts are looking good. I come back. Destroyed. Yes. Destroyed. Bobby Wagner, Marcus Smith causes the fumble. Bobby Wagner takes it in. And then some running back guy that Al Michaels thought was Eddie Lacy runs in for a touchdown. J.D. Did, McKissick. Did you hear that call? Nick, yes. Uh, that, Lacy.
0: I to be like, that's half, Lacy. I was like, that's Eddie, half of Lacy. <laughs> Eddie
1: Lacy hasn't run that fast ever in his life. The Seahawks have scored 49 points and gained 559 yards in the second half of their last two games. In the last two first first half they scored 17 points and 267 yards
0: yeah uh, again the, i the, hate gambling the second half <laughs> the, i mean that would be a brutal one if you and, and it, it did it hurt me the game was going the just kind of the way I thought. It was so perfect. I mean, and, and really, and Brissett threw a pick six, and it was 18 to I 18. Know. And it's funny because it was Justin Coleman, who he practiced against all those years up in New England, that returns the pick six on him. But yes, once he had the sack fumble, um, man. That's just an inexperienced quarterback that's playing the in the scary a thing about, about the Seahawks. That's, that's the scary thing about them at home, certainly. I'm not going to sit here and go, ooh, the, the Seahawks are cured, though, by no stretch of the imagination. Not at all.
1: Chris Carson gets hurt. Reese Odiambo apparently bruises his heart and has to go to the hospital. Damn. Uh, and what I just experienced right there is more scientific proof that it's impossible to sneeze on camera. Is it? I had to sneeze, and it, I've never sneezed on camera.
0: Wow, you are talented. No, but, that's a thing. Like I've never seen anyone sneeze. Did you hear that? them talk about Chris Carson's injury though. I mean geez, they, they heard it. brutal. Well they heard it. That's it. Yeah. Well know it sounded like he broke
1: his ankle. Uh. I if you I don't know if you noticed, I've had a question for every game. Yeah. My question for this game was I don't know what the Seahawks are. Yeah no there's no there's I still no don't telling.
0: know. No. Um Russell Wilson though is a magician. I mean you look at the Seahawks, I mean they've beat the 49ers and they beat the Colts like definitely two of the top bottom five teams yes. in football, right? They lost to the Packers, and they lost to the Titans, who were like middle of the pack NFL. So there's nothing to be said about the Seahawks. They are fighting like the Seahawks always do, Yes, and they're fighting to get better, and you know they're going to play hard. That's all I can say about them right now.
1: Whoever they're playing in their next road game, I'm going to pound. Let's go to the last three games that were definitely the bottom of the barrel games. Jaguars-Jets. We both picked the Jets for the second week in a row, and for the first time in 13 years, Josh McCown has won back-to-back games. Sims, When's the last time he's won back to back to back? Never. Trick question. He's never won back to back to back. Coney Ely, really cool story. Lost his sister, got the game ball, had three big swats, including an interception off of Blake Bortles. Um, the Puzlezny penalty in overtime was the worst penalty I've ever seen. Really, Puzlezny got blindsided, got up, put his hands behind his back because the guy that blindsided him got hurt. Right, And then the ref threw a penalty flag on Puzlezny. The quote from the head coach was, are you kidding me? Puzlezny is the greatest human being ever. He's never gotten a penalty like this before in his life.
0: Well, I saw it, and that's what he did. And that's taunting, and I've seen it called every time by everybody in football this year. I believe
1: he stood over him going, that was very unacceptable for you to blindside me. I
0: mean, what a crap show of a game, though, first of all. I don't know how we predict the Jags going forward. If you want to see, it's easy. As long as a team has a run defense, you probably can't pick the Jags, period. Because then it becomes our betting philosophy going forward. That's kind of what it has to be. I mean, that's to me when they win, they are able to run the ball. When they lose, they have to depend on Blake Bortles too much, and he's not going to do it for you. It's nothing against Blake Bortles. It's just the way it is. It's a fact of the world. The sky is blue and clouds are white, okay? And Blake Bortles can't win games by himself. And Josh McCown, I mean, he's had some of the dumbest freaking turnovers in his career for a veteran quarterback 20 to 13. How much time is left in that game? It's it's ticking down. They're going to go put a field goal in to kind of ice the game, and he
1: throws it at Bilal Pal's feet.
0: I mean, throws the it at back the back of, of his head. head. He's not even turning around. It wasn't like he was under pressure or anything like this. And fumble return. Miles there's there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter when he does it. So that was unbelievable. Then the next interception, which was equally as bad. He got a little unlucky the receiver slipped and fell, but he saw him slip and fall, and he still threw it. And he just said, yeah, oh, maybe he'll get up. And A.J. Bouye intercepted it. It was unbelievable. A.J. is a baller. Yeah, he's a baller. He's always- su-
1: I was worried that he was not going to be that great. Surpassed my expectations. Yeah. Every time I turn it on, he's making a play. He is. They're, they're, man, their defense is fun. If you thought that game was bad, wait till we dial up the field goal battle between the 49ers and the Cardinals. Ooh. The final score, 6-5. to five. That's what it was in field goals, in (laughs) overtime. Uh, First question, what do you tell Kyle to cheer him up? If you haven't seen the clip, I posted it on Twitter. Uh, Brian Hoyer threw a pass. It was caught by Kyle Shanahan, who angrily spiked it. And that was the moment he realized they could have taken Deshaun Watson, (laughs) Mitchell Trubisky, or or Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) What do you tell Kyle to cheer him up?
0: Uh, Your defense is good? Yeah, you're the team's fighting. They they certainly are. They've been in every game. They've played hard down to the wire in every game. I mean, could have upset the Seahawks, could have won yesterday, could have beat the Rams. They're covering the spread? Yeah, I they're mean, winning spreads, they're it's back-to-back doing phenomenal. wins against the spread. Hey, plain and simple is they have, you know, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in football. Period. And if the ball is not again delivered on a silver platter for that quarterback, yep. he can't make a play to kind of get them over the edge to win a football game. Cardinals are two and two yeah. and their
1: two losses. They were dogfights. Is there yes. Any chance they can come back and surprise us? I don't
0: see it. I Offensive just, line. It's just the same crap from the from the Cardinals. They find a way to screw everything up. I, I just, yeah, I have no faith in their team at all. They can't run the ball. No, and I'm not going to trust that O line to pass protect. When they everybody could trade knows. for Bilal, Pal.
1: But I don't think it matters. I think it's an offensive line thing. Man,
0: they need Adrian maybe they should trade for Adrian Peterson.
1: Bengals, Browns. Bengals win that one thirty one to seven. We Yikes. both said that we trust the Bengals more. We both should have put more on that one. Since firing Ken Zampese, Andy Dalton is forty six of fifty seven for four ninety eight, six touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah. But then again, he's also played the Browns and then the, the
0: Packers. Packers. Yes. But Yes. And then the big thing to me is A.J. Green. Like, at least they've gone out of their way to get A.J. Green the ball, which is kind of important. It's
1: unbelievable that it takes the firing of a coach to go, let's get it to our best players. The Browns are scary, though. And... And Pac-Man Jones said after the game that he goes, I really don't think Hugh has anyone to win with, and I feel
0: really bad because I'm looking at the film, and I don't think he has the guys. No, I, I think it's— They uh, got rid of all of his guys. Right. We're getting to the official— without, without Miles Garrett and Jamie Collins, the defense becomes— Danny Shelton didn't play yesterday either. Damn, I didn't even know that. So He was an active. That's a huge deal. And I I am to the point where I look at it, and I know it's still early, but I just look at it, hey, Moneyball ain't working, okay? I don't know what the formula is they put in the computer to come out with E equals MC squared, but E equals crap right now, let me just tell you. And when you don't have a Miles Garrett uh, or a Jamie Collins playing on your front seven or a Danny Shelton, what happens too then is... A really below average Cleveland Browns secondary gets exposed. I mean, their secondary stinks. And then you, yes, I mean, Pac Man's right. What What is there on offense? Okay, it's a good little O line. You got the Sean Kaiser, who we all had a million questions about. Now he's being in a really tough spot. Yeah. And what's around him to help him? There's no great running back. There's no great receiver. Um. Yeah. Th- this is trouble. And I feel bad because. I heard the stat today, like Q Jackson's like one for tw- one out of one in twenty five at his last twenty six starts yeah. as a head coach. Yeah. I mean that's that's trouble.
1: Here's the problem though with Hugh is we you said this that you were worried about with Kyle. Yeah. You go to a place, you don't take a quarterback right away, and then you're trying to win like Bill O'Brien without a quarterback. Yeah, right. All of a sudden Bill O'Brien gets a quarterback and now he's and got look a at team. Them. Right. Kyle's trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Hugh tried to do it. And the thing that's scary is you get defined by that win-loss record, even though the GM was crazy, whatever. I feel bad for Hugh because he's been the good soldier, and he's always played ball. The one story that came out was after Joe Hayden got traded, he didn't like it. But even this week, he was asked, is there dissension between the front office and the coaches? He said, absolutely not. I don't know how much time they're going to give them. The Sixers pretty much made an under underground handshake with Brett Brown that said, you're going to suck, but we need you to develop these guys because we know that you're good with young people. Right. And then now they love Brett Brown. Right. I don't know if the Browns are willing to commit that much with with uh, Hugh. I know that Peter King in his article said, if the Browns are reading this Haslam's, do not fire Hugh. It's not going to solve anything. You're only going to take him back. I think they need Hugh to be be there for a while. Yeah. I have only heard good things about Hugh Jackson, and you've given him nothing. The guy that I also feel bad about is Joe Thomas. Sure. You have been blocking for crap for that Your whole long. career. Your whole freaking career. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's a tough situation. They got to win four games, or he's going to get fired, because I just don't care who you are.
1: Miles Garrett should be coming back
0: soon. Right. Danny Shelton
1: should be coming back soon. Jamie Collins should be coming back soon. Right. I don't know if that's of enough of an impact. But we'll see what they do when they're supposed to still play Kaiser. I
0: just still can't get over the you know listen, Kaiser has some redeeming qualities. I'm not sitting here banging on him because it's it's tough to beat Deshaun Kaiser in that offense with the defenses he's played, and he's probably a little shell shocked right now, mentally worn out, sure. physically worn out. That would happen to a good quarterback, let alone a rookie. But at the end of the day I, I still look at it and just go, man. You could have had Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I don't know what they were thinking with that one. That is the one that really, I understand maybe passing on Jared Goff. The Carson Wentz one, you know me from day one, I was like, wow. Um, I'm not going to get back to the homeless man and Manziel and Derek Carr because that was before Hugh Jackson took yeah. over. But then this year, the three guys that were ahead of Deshaun Kaiser were clearly better. You know, I thought that all along. I mean, I, I thought Deshaun Kaiser was. Arguably number four, right? I mean, I thought it was him and Davis Webb and the kid Peterman. It was close. Do
1: you want to watch Sims? Watch this. This is good. Jabril Peppers.
0: Ugh. I Nobody, what, what is very verifying to me is nobody's, is anybody tweeting at us or anything going, Hey, Sims, what about Jabril Peppers? He's proven you wrong. No, nobody wants to say, Hey, Chris, you know, I was a hater from Michigan or a hater from Cleveland on you because you talked bad about Jabril Peppers, but. I mean, it's it's not been good. Bro, it's back to the same thing in college. They are literally going, go 30 yards deep in the middle of the field, and just if they come your way, hopefully you can make the tackle. And he hasn't even been able to do that. I don't want to hate on Jabril Peppers. Yeah. Again, he was just overhyped and overpublicized, and now he's been made into something that he's not. Man.
1: Uh, Wednesday's show, as we always do, we will have our updated MVP rankings. There has been a lot of new submissions for the celebration of the year. Week four was an incredible celebration week. Yes, from Juju like Smith-Schuster. So it's either that or it's also the, the one from Dragon Ball Z. It's
0: not. He's playing Street Fighter. Come on. Dragon Ball Z, Sims. what's he playing that? Sims. Come on. Get He's like here.
1: 20 years old.
0: Street he doesn't fighter. remember Street Fighter. We're yeah. going to get in that debate.
1: Street Fighter. He's already come out and said what it was. He did? We, yes. We will come and have that debate on Wednesday. And sure. also, our guy Carl Lawson, losing teeth while sacking a quarterback. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, the Wednesday yeah join the editions. club, Carl Lawson. And Big Phil Sims will be back in the fold Wednesday. Love you guys very much. For Sims, Ha
0: do again. Peace out, homies. I love
1: go. L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, we'll holler at you in a few days.